RTHK, the news at 11 with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines, the Justice Secretary condemns a suspected case of criminal damage at West Kowloon Courts. The government's funding bid for light public housing flats clears its first hurdle in Lejko, and the Turkish president comes under fire as the death toll from Monday's quake rises above 11,000. Secretary for Justice Paul Lamb has condemned acts disrupting the administration of justice after a case of suspected criminal damage was reported at West Kowloon Magistrate's Court. Vanessa Cheng reports. A pane of glass measuring 2 by 5 meters at the court was found to have been shattered. Sources said security guards heard a noise and later found that one of the panes that makes up a glass curtain wall on the building had been damaged. Sources also said they did not think the cause of the damage was from inside the building, but no suspicious objects were found. The West Kowloon Court was holding the national security trial involving defendants linked to an official Lechko primary post in 2020, among other cases. The Justice Chief said in a statement he's immensely concerned about the incident. Paul Lam says he strongly condemned any violent acts intended to disrupt or damage the due administration of justice. Mr. Lam also said the authorities will spare no efforts in bringing to justice anyone found responsible. The government's funding bid for light public housing flats has cleared its first hurdle in the legislature. It's asking for nearly $15 billion for the first batch, enough to build 17,000 flats at four sites. There will be 30,000 units in total. All but one lawmaker present at a public works subcommittee meeting supported the application. Some of them, including Liberal Party's Michael Lee, were concerned as to whether the authorities could bring the cost down further by reusing some of the housing modules. Housing Minister Winnie Ho says that may be possible. We could all, of course, monitor the development in the community. Perhaps, as Mr. Lee suggested, there will be many construction sites in the northern metropolis. Can we use the units again for hostels? Because these units may be suitable for their purpose. There are toilets and kitchens in, in these units. And so in the sixth or seventh year, we will see what the arrangement could be. Cross-border secondary school students came back to Hong Kong for in-person classes today for the first time in three years. Education Secretary Christine Choi says their return has been smooth and some of the 1,000 of them traveled via Shenzhen Bay this morning without having to queue. Cross-border secondary school pupils are the first to be allowed back, while primary and kindergarten children will return later this month. Ms. Choi says she believes younger students can come back for face-to-face learning as scheduled. According to my observation at the immigration this morning, I think the arrangement is very smooth. So we have confidence that the arrangement and the time schedule will be as we planned it. And for the kindergarten and primary students, I think the cross-border buses, we are, have different departments working together. And the arrangement so far is very smooth. The Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has traveled to the area worst hit by Monday's earthquakes, which have killed more than 11,000 people. Speaking in the south of the country near Syria, Mr. Erdogan said there had been difficulties with the initial response, but he blamed the delays on damaged roads and airports. The Turkish opposition has accused the government of mismanaging relief efforts. Mr. Erdogan denied this. All state institutions are working at the moment. On the first day, we experienced some problems, but then on the second day and today, the situation has been taken under control. We will never allow our citizens to be left out on the streets. 
The Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, has addressed British MPs, thanking the UK for its support, but asking his country to be supplied with military aircraft. In his speech, President Zelensky said Ukraine would prevail over Russia, and this would have far-reaching consequences. The victory will change the world, and this will be a change that the world has long needed. After we win together any aggressor, it doesn't matter, big or small, we'll know what awaits him if he attacks international order. And the weather forecast for tonight and tomorrow, mainly cloudy with one or two light rain patches. Temperatures will range between 18 and 21 degrees. It will be misty tomorrow night. Moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore at first. The outlook mainly cloudy and misty in the following couple of days. It'll be warm, humid and foggy on Sunday and Monday. The temperature right now at the observatory is 18 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity standing at 84%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. A human resources consultancy says many international employees left Hong Kong for more livable locations due to the COVID restrictions imposed in the SAR last year. ECA International says Hong Kong ranked number 92nd in the list of the world's most livable locations last year, down 15 places from the year before. It says Hong Kong lags behind most major destinations like Singapore and Tokyo, which attracted talent from Hong Kong. ECA's regional director for Asia, Lee Quain, says most Asian locations had a higher ranking last year after a fall in 2021, but the situation was different for Hong Kong. COVID restrictions in Hong Kong were still quite strict, including restrictions about travel into Hong Kong, as well as mask mandates. Such restrictions had vanished in most other locations in the region. So comparatively speaking, restrictions in Hong Kong still remained much more severe. Tourism unions say government handouts are needed to lure back workers who've left the industry during the pandemic. They want the administration to pay a subsidy of $3,000 a month for six months to anyone who returns to work as a tour guide or coach driver. Lam Chi Ting from the Hong Kong Tourism Industry Employees General Union said that with visitor numbers still low, the industry was struggling to bring back workers who'd switched to other jobs. Tour guides could earn fifteen to sixteen thousand dollars a month before the pandemic, as they could lead three or four tour groups. But they'll have far lower incomes now, at around eight to nine thousand dollars, because there are a few tour groups visiting Hong Kong. Some former tourism workers may think they'll be able to earn more when staying in their new jobs, so they'll not be attracted back into the industry. A new electronic payment system is to come into force for motorists using the tunnel that connects Sha Tin with the highway to Qingyi and the airport. Transport officials say it will come into operation early in the morning on February 26. But that's just the start, as Kelly Yu reports. The Hong Kong Yito will replace the manual tow booths and auto tow lanes for the tunnel, which runs from Changsha Wan and comes out near Taiwai. Journeys will be logged through a tag attached to vehicle-wide screens or via automatic number plate recognition technology. Fees will be deducted automatically or a bill sent to the vehicle's owner. The transport department said the new system will put an end to motorists having to queue up at tow booths. It urged drivers who haven't applied for the tag to do so as soon as possible. The department added that the tunnel and its connecting roads will be temporarily closed from 2 to 5 a.m. on the 26th of this month, so the tow booths can be closed and traffic signs amended. 
The Hong Kong ETO system is expected to be rolled out at all government tunnels this year. Some lawmakers with backgrounds in IT are calling on the government to do much more to turn Hong Kong into a smart city. They made the comments at a meeting with the financial secretary, Paul Chan, ahead of his budget later this month. One of the current smart city initiatives of the SAR is the I Am Smart app, a one-stop platform for government services. Technology and innovation sector lawmaker Duncan Chu thinks it can be improved. So the government's I'm smart um, um, target for this two years is building this connectivity between I'm smart with many government departments and many government existing websites, which is very much Web 1.0, and um, you know, and the data actually hasn't been really connected. It stays in different pockets uh, of different bureaus. So what the I'm smart's um, um, goal that they mentioned in the next two years. I would say it's still a web 1.0 experience. Even if we build it all in two years, I will look at it as quite backward. U.S. President Joe Biden has vowed not to hesitate to defend his country's interests against China, a reference to the downing of what Washington suspects is a Chinese surveillance balloon that traveled across America last week. In response, Beijing said it would firmly defend its interests. As Aaron Tam reports. In his State of the Union speech, President Biden said he's committed to working with China where it can advance U.S. interests and benefit the world, though with this caveat. But make no mistake about it. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country, and we did. The U.S. leader had been expected to address competition with Beijing, but his speechwriters would have added that remark after the balloon traversed U.S. skies, dominated the country's news cycle until an F-22 fighter jet shot it down over the Atlantic Ocean on Saturday. Beijing has said the balloon was primarily gathering weather data and that it had been blown off course. At a regular press briefing, Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning stressed that China's sovereignty, security and development interests would be firmly defended. She also urged the U.S. to work with Beijing to bring China-U.S. relations back on track. In his address to Congress, Mr. Biden made clear that the U.S. isn't seeking conflict and steered clear of hawkish language as he mentioned President Xi Jinping, who he met at length in November in Indonesia. We made clear, and I may give my personal conversations, which have been many, with President Xi, that we seek competition, not conflict. But I will make no apologies that we're investing in, to make America stronger. With regards to the downed balloon, the Biden administration has been briefing diplomats from 40 nations on what it's found so far. A senior official said Washington wants to make sure it shares as much as it can with countries that may also come across such devices, which Beijing has repeatedly insisted is a civilian weather balloon. Some diplomats who attended one of the briefings said they were told that the solar panels on the balloon meant that it needed more power than a weather balloon. They added its flight path did not conform with natural wind patterns, with U.S. officials saying it was equipped with rudders and propellers. The Australian government has denied permission to build a new coal mine because of the damage it would cause to the Great Barrier Reef. The the Environment Minister, Tanya Pilbersek, explained why. I've decided that the adverse environmental impacts are simply too great. 
The mine is an open-cut coal mine, less than 10 kilometres from the Great Barrier Reef, and the risk of pollution and irreversible damage to the reef is very real. South Korea's parliament has voted to remove the interior minister from office over his handling of the Halloween crush that killed more than 150 people. It's the first time the assembly has impeached a cabinet minister. The BBC's Michael Bristow reports. There's been sustained criticism of senior police officers and politicians for not doing enough to stop the crush in the Itaewon district of Seoul last year. An investigation has recommended charges be brought against nearly two dozen people but all of them are low-level officials. So the South Korean parliament, controlled by the opposition, has now impeached the interior minister, Lee Sang-min. He's been suspended while the constitutional court decides whether to approve the decision. Judges will need to see proof that the minister failed in his duties. Sri Lanka's president, Ranil Wickremesinghe, says the country will remain bankrupt for at least another three years as he works to repair government finances after last year's economic crisis. He took office in July as the island descended into chaotic unrest sparked by months of hyperinflation and severe fuel and food shortages. The president has since pushed through hefty tax hikes and paved the way for an IMF bailout. In sport... LeBron James is now the NBA's new scoring king. Coming to the end of the third quarter, LeBron James has shot in history, and there it is! LeBron stands alone! The NBA's all-time scoring record now belongs to LeBron James. That jump shot in the third quarter against the Oklahoma City Thunder moved the L.A. Lakers superstar ahead of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on top of the all-time scoring list. Abdul-Jabbar, who was sitting courtside, was among the first to congratulate James as play was interrupted to salute the historic moment. James paid respect to the former Laker. To be able to be in the presence of such a legend and great as Kareem, it, it means so much to me. It's very humbling. Um, please give a standing ovation to the, to the captain, please. Um, to my beautiful wife, my daughter, my two boys, my friends, my boys, my family, my mother, all my, man, everybody that's ever been a part of this run with me the last 20 years, 20 plus years. I just want to say I thank you so much because I wouldn't be me without y'all. All y'all help, all y'all passion, all y'all sacrifices helped me get to this point. King James finished with 38 points, but the Lakers still lost this one, 133-130. to And a reminder of our top stories. Justice Secretary contends suspected criminal damage at West Kowloon Court. The government funding bid for light public housing clears its first hurdle in Lejko, and the Turkish president comes under pressure as the death toll from Monday's quake rises above 11,000. That's the news from RTHK. Radio Free Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time 
And a very good evening to you. Thanks for tuning in to Twilight Time with me, Peter King, Mondays to Fridays at 11.15, 45 minutes of music just to kick back and relax to. Plus, if you'd like to choose a song, just send an email to me. It's radiopete at gmail. As usual, a good mixture. And tonight we start off with an old hit from the four freshmen. Together, at last, at twilight time, it's very clear, our love is here to stay, not for us. be passing fancies and in time
bad disposition, dear. 